and gentlemen. Uh, a couple weeks off. Uh, not, you know, not really any excuse. It's not like there's really anything going on right now. Nothing, uh, nothing of note to, to communicate to all of you. But uh, alas, that wait is over. I am back with my partner in crime, Mr. Jess Steemack and Boat. Um, a lot of stuff going on right now, but not much in the way of golf. I, my first question to you, brother, is how, how are you holding up with, I mean, when was the last time in your life that you spent this little time at a golf course on a weekly basis? Been a while, Kyle. Um, you know, <sighs> yeah, it's depressing, Kyle. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very fucking depressing. I, I would agree with you. A lot of walks. Going on a lot of wa- lot of walks. People are uh, calling me Summerfield Steamer now. So uh, I like that. It's uh, you know powerful. I call them marches. Actually, you know, marching towards getting on a golf course again. A man with your kind of life experience, I I, I would expect you to be more of a marching type of guy more than a than a strolling type of chap. Been working on my gait. Uh, my balance is pretty good. Strides are pretty even. Um, you know, you got some climbs on Summerfield, top Summerfield. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Uh, you know, it's good, it's good training. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's very, very good stuff. I, I admit it, now that you're saying it out loud, I I guess I really haven't been doing that many walks. I, I guess yeah. I'm really I'm really leaning into being a huge, lazy piece of shit these last I mean, I, it really, it, it's come quite natural to me. So I challenged a lot of Daryls on social media to gain less than 10 pounds during this uh, shutdown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I might, might, might attain it. Uh, it it's... It's in the. It's it's possible. It is. It might even be probable, Kyle. I I mean, Summerfield Steamac does not. You know, he he does. This is not time off. All right. This is this is time on. This is grinding time. This is grinding time. Exactly. Uh, that's wild, man. What's uh what what's the scene like back in in Santa Rosa? I mean, I'm so there are place- so many people walking, Kyle. It is. Yep. I mean, and I haven't been passed yet. That's that's the that's how how much I'm flying. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing a lot of passing on the left. Uh, as you would in a car on the freeway. Of course. Um, you're, you're not a kind there of is, hooligan that passes on the right. I mean, that, that's just not your that's not your character. There's a lot of foot traffic. Um, I mean, just a lot of foot traffic. I haven't seen as many kids playing outside since we were in high school, Kyle. Right. And so that that's okay. That, that, this it's is the great. one thing. I mean, this is not exactly golf related. Okay. And, uh, and we're not Montgomery's gonna... basketball team could be an absolute powerhouse in about 10 years, Kyle. <laughs> There's a lot of hoops going on. Strawberry, I'm not going to mention the team, but uh, a lot of the players are down there uh, playing hoop. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. I uh, and, and again, we're, we're, we're going to try to stay light on uh, on COVID news yeah. um, in this podcast because, I mean, what I mean, you can get just caked in the face with that anywhere else you want to. This is supposed to be a little bit of a reprieve, but uh, I, I certainly don't think I'm the first person to make this kind of observation, but... It is something that I noticed a week and a half ago um, when I went to try to go play golf at Bidwell uh, on a Sunday afternoon at like four o'clock, uh, and this is prob- and so this would be a week and change ago, right? So it's Tuesday, uh, so yeah, so it's like nine or ten days ago, right? Right after the, the a few days after Gavin Newsom put the the statewide shelter in place order, uh, and I went up to Bidwell boat, and I have never seen that many cars in Upper Park in my life i mean before you even get to the golf course oh, just yeah. in like the little turnouts and like the little on the side of the road that park i mean there had to have been 200 cars hundreds of people walking around people huddled up in groups of like 10 12 you know people like all you know shoulder you know shoulder to shoulder like i mean 
very much not worrying about uh, the, the the social distancing guidelines yeah. that have been recommended to us. And I'm just like, holy shit. And then I get to the golf course boat, two groups stacked on every tee. And then, I mean, I'm, I, I've never seen Bidwell Park Golf Course that busy in my entire life. And I, I just, it, it made me wonder is that if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic and people were free to do what they want, wouldn't most of these pieces of shit just be sitting in their house watching Netflix? But now, be, now that they can't do it, they have to be outside. And it just, there's part of me that is really, my, my faith in humanity is dissipating at a unbelievably rapid pace right now. Boat, can, can you? Is there anything you could share with me to just sway me in the other direction? Because it really seems. I kind of, like, I, I kind of hope this is like a little bit of a of a kickstart. I've been on lazy POS. It feels I, good I to be out so. walking again. You know what I mean? 100%. And all these people I'm seeing out walking, dude, we're in two pretty good towns to go for a stroll in hundred percent between 100%. Santa Rosa, Bennett Valley and, and Chico. Um, it's great seeing all the kids outside, everyone walk in, you know, uh, it, it's, it's good. Hopefully this is, uh, I hope it's you know, a, wake up call. A, a little wake up call. Exactly. Yeah, That's I, the word I, I, the phrase I was looking for. I, I hope so, man, because I, I, my fear is that you know once once people can be outside and stuff like that, the people are just going to go back to their routine of just sitting on their couch looking at their phone or. Let's hope not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm really really hoping that this can somehow be a catalyst for people to get back out there and uh, and you know be a little more active. But uh, gotta get your steps in. You oh, got to. Do only it. time will tell. Exactly. Yeah. Only time will tell. This is a. It's been a pretty uh, small test trial so far. So uh, you know, hopefully. Hopefully there's good news on the horizon and people uh, stay active. Yeah. Yep. Exactly, and and safe. And safe. Exactly. Um, so uh, two other quick little, I guess, coronavirus, you know, worldwide pandemic notes that I just wanted to touch on real quick. But they're not, you know, the depressing kind of notes. But I just wanted to get yeah, to see if you had any thoughts not. on either one of these. Um, first one is it is good to see that there are some people in the world of golf, uh, companies in the world of golf in particular, that uh, that have, you know, made some you know made an effort to better their communities uh i wanted to give a quick shout out to uh our friends up at seamus golf up in portland and then i also learned that summit golf Brands, that. uh back in the midwest are doing the same thing where they kind of shut down their factory for a week to just make uh masks for everybody and have since kind of reopened to doing orders but uh just wanted to shout them out and just uh applaud awesome. to them yeah i i love all their stuff anyway i got seamus head covers on my bag i get seamus stuff for our group that goes to bandit every year uh i know a couple of the guys up there that are really really nice and really sweet and uh yeah, it was it was good to see it was good to see them doing some stuff. Is there is there anybody else in the world of golf or any other companies that you've heard of that are that are doing stuff or, or changing their operations to Not not yet, but I'm sure there are. We just haven't heard about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's absolutely. with everything going on in the media, there's a lot of good going on out there too, Kyle. A lot of communities coming together. I see it right here. Um but it's uh yeah, there's 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 people out there that are doing good. I, I agree. So the next time that we congregate, Boat, uh, when we find out about some more companies doing their part to uh, help battle this this global pandemic. Uh, we'll, we, we'll, shall, we, we shall dap them up. Yeah, we will dap them up properly. So um, awesome there. All right, Boat, this is the, actually this is the only other coronavirus-related type of thing um, that I want to talk to you about. But this is something that might require a little bit more, uh, a little bit more talk, and that is how the hell is this coronavirus affecting our enjoyment of golf 
besides the fact that we're not allowed to play it, which to me is the most important thing. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, I was reading something from the National Golf Foundation this morning, Boat, saying that across the United States, um, 75% of the golf courses that would normally be open right now are still open. And that just seems crazy to me considering how wild and locked down California is. But it, it kind of opened my eyes that maybe this is like one of the few states where this is like this. I, I don't know. Have you, have you heard any other numbers in terms of how this is this thing's affecting the golf industry, both kind of on a regional California basis versus like a like a, on a national scale? I haven't. I, I know Arizona's still playing. Um, Do you think all those states are taking all the precautions that uh, the courses around here were doing before they, they locked down with like the raised cups and everything? I think Arizona... Uh, a lot of their economy comes from golf tourism, 100%. and especially in the middle of their peak season. So I think there was probably some lobbying to the administration and governors going, guys, it's, this is our honey hole. We don't make hardly any, any money, you know, from June to September. So if you take this away from us, we will crumble. And golf courses in Arizona, I imagine, are probably one of the biggest employers, um, golf course employees. Right. So th- th- that's kind of like a, a big chunk of their economy. Um, that's probably while they're still allowing it. Um, who knows if it get worse than they might get forced to. But they're if they were to shut down, they're leaving millions of dollars a day on the table. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, cra- uh, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it's scary. It's going to, and the courses that are shut down around here, it's going to be, uh, it's going to make a huge impact. I hope most of them can, uh, can open back up. I don't know how this is doing for Oakmont, considering that they just got up and running again with mm-hmm. new management yeah, and good. ownership and bringing employees in a lot from Fountain Grove. Um, so I don't, uh, just pl- praying for all these. Uh, you know, small business owners. It's crazy, man. It, it really, yeah. it really is crazy. How, uh, how are things over at, uh, at Bennett Valley? I mean, I know obviously the golf course is, um, you know, closed due to, yeah. I think so for, yeah. What, what's the status? I mean, as, as a teaching professional and uh, assistant golf professional at a, you know, one of the most popular golf courses in all of the Bay area boat. I, I'm, I'm curious. What's, what, what are things like as a, as a course operator? Uh, jobless, uh, jobless at the moment. Uh, for the first, I'd say three or four days after they shut everything down, the gate wasn't locked. So on my March, you know, I, I'd walk through and see a bunch of cars and there's a bunch of people on the course. And then finally the city was like, all right, we're going to lock the gate. And it's, you still don't see, uh, you might see some stragglers out there willing to chance getting a, a citation or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, they're able to maintain it for a couple hours in the morning. So the golf course itself has never looked better. Um, I bet, man. I bet you the golf course is just—it's just plush. A lot of the bear areas have uh, been filled in. I was just talking with our super Donnie Ballard. Um, He's uh, yeah, they're still out there grinding. Um, And uh, when I walk past, it looks great. I mean, maintenance-wise, have they have they cut down on what they're? I mean, are they still basically mowing as often as they otherwise would, or have they? Do you know if the maintenance team has changed anything about what they do? There's they're just on a limited hour basis. Okay. Um, they're probably getting just as much done, considering that they don't have to mow around golfers. Um, uh-huh. So with an open golf course, you can really buzz around there, and um, it's not easy for them too. Um, you know, not everyone is salaried employees. 
Um, so those guys, their, their hours are getting cut and it's, uh, you know, get this stimulus package in here, hopefully to help, help everyone out. But, um, yeah, man, it's going to affect a lot of, a lot of people. Oh, it's just wild, man. I mean, what, what are you hearing in terms of uh, possible reopen dates? Because I know that um, the, the, the commander-in-chief uh, announced over the weekend that the you know a lot of the shelter-in-place orders have been extended through the end of April. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's, you know, I certainly don't believe that's a mandate, you know, for, you know, companies across the country. But, you know, is it is it realistic or should we expect, like, a lot of our golf to be closed through the end of April? Or are you hearing whispers? I would. Or- no, no. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't. I don't see any um, local administration giving the okay, considering a lot of the fear that's been put out there. Um, and they don't want to be the first one, you know what I mean? And, and then to have it backfire. Right. Um, be a PR so nightmare. that's kind of cautious. Yeah. They're being extremely cautious. Um, I, I, I hope that just this is, you can't be um, greedy. You know what I mean? Just, right. just be rather be safe than sorry. So hopefully, you know, we get this thing turned around and, and to where it's scientifically and, and all the doctors and, and science, they're saying, okay, this is fine. You can go back to, but at the same time, keep up your cleanliness, your habits. Um, I think you'll see a lot of golf courses going to more of an online payment. Um, there's uh, there's ways there's there's ways to be smarter about the way we operate you know what i mean and this is kind of this is kind of forcing our hand um so we just need to be uh open to the idea um kind of maybe embrace the new school versus the old school and um you know it's (laughs) i i'm not a big fan of golf now um i think they're kind of predatory in their um the way they charge as far as their uh um what do they call it uh whatever fee it is. Um, but it's, um, the transaction fee. Yeah. Um, and so I, this is smoking them. Oh, for sure. This This is, is, is and and they just, they just, uh, took over t off.com. Um, so this is, (laughs) they're getting hammered. Well, I kind of forgot about that. Cause I mean, for anybody out there that isn't familiar, I mean, I know it's a little different, but for the most part, the way the golf now operates is those hot deals, that you see that are kind of like the really crazy low. Um, that's basically golf now undercutting its clients. We're basically like for a lot of golf courses in return for being able to utilize golf now services. What happens is the golf course then has to give golf now one to two foursomes per day. Correct. That they and they're, sell, they're always pushing for more. Right. And, and, that, and that they can keep the profits from. And that's yeah. what those hot deals are is that basically golf now is yeah. undercutting its own clients offering crazy discounted rates you know, and making sure they collect, you know, their fee. For and the then game. they think, you know, you get uh, Joe Q public who thinks that they don't pay attention, Kyle. And they think that they're getting a better rate that they could on our website or just by walking in. Right. So they're, yeah, they, that's, they're, they're paying a $4 uh, transaction fee. And then they walk in and they go, well, what did I pay that, pay that fee for? Cause I haven't paid my green fee yet. I'm right. going, dude, I've told you time and time again, just go to our website. There's no transaction fee. That's, um, I mean, and that is how that's, that's why I really, and I, mean, I get it. They're basically like a credit card company, Kyle. That's exactly right? what they are. That's exa- so that, that, that's, they, but they, perfectly said they work, they work on transaction charges and transaction fees. Um, and to be honest, their customer service is garbage. Yeah. I um, mean, it's, it, I, it really is. I'm like really shocked that as many courses utilize them as they do, but I think it's one of those, like, 
I think golf now has positioned itself when it's talking to a lot of golf courses, basically making, you know, course operators feel like that they have to, you know, and I, I mean, as somebody that runs a service that is in a a way kind of competition to golf now, um, yeah, man, I, I, I can't tell you that whenever I talk to a golf course about possibly signing up with us and letting us, you know, promote the golf course on the website and the magazine and stuff like that, uh, I would say 15 to 20% of the time it turns into the course operator just kind of blowing off some steam about golf now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it and, 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 you know, they think it's an advertising thing. At least you guys put out a magazine, Kyle. Yeah. And magazines, by the way, you, know, you got to pay to have those things printed. They're not cheap. Yeah. No. You guys put out physical advertising. And golf now is just kind of, they're almost too big to fail now that they took over tofft.com. Right. It's a monopoly, it, uh, to be honest with you. 100% is. It's a monopoly, which is, it's, I don't like it, especially for public golf. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I, I know I, I won't name them, but uh, a, a local head pro at a course uh, just north of Santa Rosa, they, they don't use it. Um, we didn't for the longest time. Uh, they're going to, they're going to show you some numbers going, Oh, look at all this outside play. It's like, dude, this is nothing but regular, regular play. That's exactly right. Like if you, if you, that's the thing is like a lot of people that are going to be going to the golf course anyway, all of a sudden they start having stuff on golf. Now, Oh, I'm going to start getting those like hot deals. And all of a sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden the golf course is losing money because the people that were going to play there anyway are now yeah. just finding a way to, in, I don't know. It's yeah. Golf now weird, uh, weird business model. It'll be interesting to see how this affects them. If they were going to do like, you know, all their, all their advertisements on the golf channel, if they were going to advertise local courses to that local market that are using their service, then it would make sense. Then, then it would make sense, but they don't, you know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's my gripe with them. And, and then you get the people coming in, they go, no, 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 I, I, I prepaid, I prepaid. I go, no, it wasn't a hot deal. So you get that conversation a bunch. It's, it's, it's almost misleading. And then, you know, we have the, the $2 capital improvement fee and it's listed in their fine print, but they don't list it in the, in the price payout. You know what I mean? For the green fee, right. the transaction fee, and then plus the $2 due at course. They don't do that. And they don't do that because they don't want to turn people away from, from finalizing the transaction. You know what exactly. I mean? That's exactly but right. it's, we get to have that conversation over and over and over again. And it's, oh man, it's so unnecessary. It's just, it's shitty. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. It just, it, it just kind of sucks. I yeah, yeah, it gets like, old, man. Yeah, golf now is a, a a last case scenario for me. Anytime, I mean, really, the best thing to do, people out there, and this is you know to the detriment of my own company, but if you can, I mean, just just pay directly at the golf shop. I mean, that almost always is. I mean, I would say you're going to get the best deal, you know, seventy five percent of the time if you just go to the golf shop and pay. And I will say this. It's definitely the easiest way to go, but that that it gets right back to the beginning of our conversation. Is I wonder how this uh, you know this whole pandemic is going to change things. Where maybe there's going to be, I mean, I envision a golf course if it wanted to really kind of you know find a way to make it work right now. Boat is the golf course itself just on its own website. That's how you you sign up and pay online, and then you yeah. just, your name's there, and then there's just a starter outside near the first tee. That before people check off, he just has his little yeah, thing in front you, of him. Says you can hey. either literally just hold up your phone through the window or your printout, and you're good to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, zero contact. There's we gotta we gotta get smarter. You know what I mean. At the same time, we're in the service industry, so we we need to try and make it as easy as possible yep. for our customers. Yep, and we need to try and make it a smooth experience so they come back and they enjoy themselves. You know what I mean. 
Because the last thing I want to do is send away a, a patron frustrated before they've even started their golf round. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the online booking places, they put us in a tough spot because it's, it, you know, it just it gives the, the customer an excuse to have a sour taste in their mouth right from the get go. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy, man. Well, I, I will say this. Aside from it having a crazy um, a crazy effect on, you know, your business and, and my business as a I mean, shit, dude, I've got what, fi- you know, and this is just the first batch. I've got 50,000 magazines. <laughs> 50,000 several yeah. pallets full of magazines just sitting in my office and then another couple few thousand sitting in the garage of my house that I can't take out to deliver. I, I have nowhere to take yep. them right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's no open businesses to deliver them to. I'm like, sure, this is really uh... – which, by the way, the subtle note of it, when this thing does end, ladies and gentlemen, there is a damn good-looking Golf Guide magazine that's going to be <laughs> waiting for you at a golf – I mean, uh, boat, I got – I got to get you a copy of this new this new book, man. It, it looks so awesome. We got Sheep Ranch on the cover. We got a bunch of stories about some different stuff. That's uh, just... oh, you're a band you're a band and Dunes fan. I, I, I have have I ever mentioned Band of Dunes to you before? <laughs> uh, but I, I will say this, man. Uh, aside from the magazine, aside from our businesses, um, professional golf is getting pretty fucking hammed by this thing too, man. I mean, since the last yeah. time we talked, the first PGA Championship that was going to be contested in the Bay Area in history uh has been postponed the masters has been postponed um the u.s open has not been postponed yet but it is in the new york tri-state area where this thing is an absolute mess um the open championship uh is you know the uk has been ravaged by this pandemic and so the entire major calendar and professional calendar at large boat is in a massive state of flux yeah um and I'll tell you what, man, people are, are there, there's rumors out there that this is going to lead to one of the most epic falls of all time where we got, you know, major championships left and right. We got, you know, NFL football coming in. We got the start of the NBA. It's just and to me, it, it in a way, it kind of sounds good. But also it kind of I'm not going to lie, man, that the thought of lumping all that stuff together, I wouldn't say it gives me anxiety because, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not to really have to deal with that stuff too much. But um so something tells me that if they do cram it all in, that it's going to lead to a, a diminished product, and I, I'm not quite sure how to feel about all this. So, but before I go into too many details, what's your, what, what are some of your initial thoughts on the PGA Championship at uh, TPC Harding Park getting postponed, and how how that's kind of affecting uh, professional golf? Yeah, it's. I mean, people are right now. We should be getting amped. Um, you know, we almost had the players, um, but if you're going to bunch them together, I mean, that's. <laughs> It's going to be good for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's going to be so much to so much to take in, um, you know, especially the people that only tune tune in for the big big ones and majors. It's going to be Christmas is coming early, boys, yeah. uh, boys and girls. Um, hopefully, hypothetically, but um, you know, it's uh, there could be so many different scenarios. I don't even. Well, let, let me throw let me throw a couple things out there for you, Bo, to see how how you think this might get resolved. Because, um, you know, the CB, CBS is the television station that is scheduled to broadcast the Masters. Um, and as of the latest reporting um, from Brian Wacker on uh, a Golf World piece that was uh, published a couple of days ago, um, they're, they're talking about you know if the Masters gets rescheduled for 2020. They might be looking at an October, maybe even as late as an early November um, 2020 Masters Tournament. Um, 
And then the U.S. Open, if it gets postponed, that it could be moving to the fall as well. Uh, the U.S. Open is normally broadcasted on Fox. But uh, I don't know if you know this, boat, but there is this uh, somewhat popular sport in America called the National Football League. Yeah. And uh, the two broadcasters uh, of those, you know, throughout Sundays are CBS and Fox. So yep. my, you know, that's the first thing that kind of I, I went to. Maybe it's just because I, I, I care too much about the media. But um, if these tournaments are coinciding with football season, if golf thinks that CBS or Fox is going to be broadcasting their major championships over uh, Sunday football, they are sorely mistaken. That is not where the bread yeah. is buttered. And so my first thing is, what what the hell is going to happen? I mean, if these things get... Are we, are 6 a.m. broadcast. <laughs> well, say, are, are we going to be watching major championships on the golf channel? I mean, because yeah, that... From, that, from, that, six to, from 6 to 10? Or, yeah. I, no, I mean, I think... Uh, yeah, I think that's probably your scenario is uh, Golf Channel and uh, all those other networks work. With, obviously, NBC is their hub, but uh, well, see, you're, you're going to see you're going to see the golf community come together just like every other community. Um, I, I think you got all these industry heads that know how kind of who who stands in the pecking order. You know what I mean? And th- they'll get things worked out. These guys are come on. These guys they earn their salaries. Yeah. Yeah, they are they are the best at what they do. Um, they're they're at the top top of the totem pole for a reason. So I've total faith in all of these companies working together to because they all affect each other. So um, I think we're going to be we're going to be good. Okay. So here's my next one to you: is that yeah. um, as of right now, the last time so the PGA Championship at Harding Park has been postponed. Yeah. Um, there has been no tentative you know rescheduled date i i was reading that at least for the pga championship because it has been uh it was one of the first tournaments to postpone they kind of have a jump on dates that they could reschedule to mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're eyeing the vacated dates of the summer olympics since those have now been postponed to yeah. 2021 which would put the pga championship in late july early august um now Part of me kind of thinks if somehow, some way that, you know, things clear up by then and we can have a major golf, you know, championship at the end of July, early August. I mean, up until last year, that's, you know, that's even before the PGA championship was being contested for most of my mm-hmm. life. So that that would seem to be the this best might case just, scenario. This might just throw the PGA right back into uh, right back into August. <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> no kidding, brother. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's uh, the pandemic was like, nope, sorry, PGA, we tried it, but you're back in August. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we like we like May, but we also don't like May. So uh, have fun with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what's your initial thoughts on that? Because that would be the most seamless way to do it. Because I, I think, as we know, well, there's going to be. A lot of red tape. There's a lot of red tape, and also especially I mean, in San Francisco. Shit, brother. I mean, w- with everything that's going on right now, I mean, if you're if you're following the news and whatnot, I mean, you shouldn't really be expecting for professional sporting events to be taking place at any point in the next couple of months. <laughs> now, that's what like three, you know, three four months away. Who who yeah. knows at that point? But I think we'll probably know maybe more in a month here. Um, just basically on the data, right? Um, the data and who's making the calls um, because they're not going to be in any rush to get huge crowds of people back together. You know what I mean? Well, so, here, so the other thing is that, you know, obviously if they were to take the spot where the Olympics was, that's, you know, that, that would be good if it were to happen because it wouldn't be, 
you know, it's before football season starts, right? So you're not going head to head with the NFL. Yeah. But also, you know, the, the tournament calendar in a way had sort of been cleared for those two weeks anyway mm-hmm. because they're expecting a lot of the top players in the world to not be available. Yeah. But what about all the other weekends that they might be rescheduling events to? What's what's going to happen to those fall season PGA Tour events? I think P- the commissioner will just basically just on a spreadsheet go, "Sorry guys, this is where the chips fall. Right. These are our highest rated events that that bring in most money for our our sponsors and uh and uh donations and uh uh that that'll be a black and white thing because <laughs> if commissioner uh monahan goes playing favorites then there's going to be a there's going to be a hell to pay well see here's the thing is that there's already rumors out there that he's getting a lot of pressure to play favorites because what is the one thing that jay monahan prioritizes over any other aspect of the golf calendar it's that motherfucking fedex cup FedEx, oh, yeah. fedex pays them a lot of money to oh, sponsor yeah. the playoff events and there's already been talk of the FedEx Cup taking precedence over some major championships if they were to get moved to the fall. And Graham McDowell has been very vocal among the players saying, <laughs> we like that's, that there's a big payoff, but get yeah, that's, fucking real. All right. Yeah, <laughs> the the exactly. majors are the number one priority. If you try to force players into choosing between the FedEx Cup, even with its big payouts and the major championships, that's no a very quick, right mind. quick. Uh, that's a that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's going to be a no for me. You'll get a lot of those. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, man. There's just, there's so many, it's like me right now. Like during all this, you know, the thing I've been utilizing my time for boat is to do a lot of like construction projects around the house that I, but because I'm not a a contractor by trade, a lot of times when I'm doing stuff around the house, I I fix one thing, but then by fixing one thing, it exposes another problem. And then I got to fix that problem. And that usually goes on for five or six steps until I finally get, that's exactly what this is like, is that. By moving it to one date, all of a sudden you're creating a ripple effect where now one, two, three, four, ten other things are going to have to get moved around, and it's it's going to be really interesting. And uh, I got to imagine his interns happen. and assistants have a pretty decent sized flowchart going. I would hope so. Um, I would certainly hope so. <laughs> I jumped to conclusions, Matt. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, uh, be kind of exciting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, yeah, it, it most certainly is. Um, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's all, yeah, it's all, it's all crazy. This this coronavirus thing is 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 nuts, man. Um, it is. All right. Um, um, unless you have anything else uh, to touch on, you know, with the uh, the, the virus and how it's. Affecting I'm, I'm over the virus. All right. I uh, I have a question for you. This is something I had to bring up. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know if you've listened to any of the the highly technical golf talk podcasts I put out, where I do kind of like evergreen just interviews with. Uh, uh, with other folks, and I did one with uh, your friend John Barry that I released last week. H- have you had a chance to give that one a listen? And I, I won't be offended I, if you say no. I haven't yet. No, I haven't. Um, I will, though. I like John. John's a stand-up guy. I've known John, John a very long time. John, John is a stand-up guy. You were discussed on the podcast, it, it, which is the reason why I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> he, he was asking me, you know, if I had uh, if I ever had a chance to play under Ron Broom or if I ever got a chance <laughs> to play under Russ Petrick, and I kind of filled him in and then let him know that, uh, that you – are my normal co-host and uh he immediately and, and i'm sure if you know john um you know that he's got a memory like like a, he, man, does. He, he does is, he's got a great memory yeah he, he is like a walking uh local golf encyclopedia and upon mentioning your name but do you want to venture any guess as to what he immediately started talking about <laughs> Ah, I mean, there's there's probably like a dozen things I've known John that long. <laughs> uh, could be the uh, I played in a 
what was it? Uh, uh, I don't even think it was a uh, no. Is it, you kind of, it might have been a Lake County thing mm. up. Uh, you're 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 you are you are right there, boat. <laughs> and I coming down the stretch, it was like the worst. Um, I want to say on like fifteen. Yeah, your your memory is almost as good as John's. All right, yeah. So on like fifteen, I hit this putt from six feet. And it goes right in the heart, perfect speed, but catches the cement and pops back out right in front of the hole. And my dad was walking along <laughs> watching, and I was like walking after to pick it up. And I, it was kind of like that. Everyone's seen that clip of the guy in Q school where he hits a perfect putt and it hits the bottom of the cup and pops out. Yeah, exactly. And he, he throws his hat down and just kind of stares at it. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Like I had no idea. It, 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 it'll, it'll never happen to me ever again. And it, it had, it, it was, I've never seen it happen to anyone except for the guy in Q school. It was just like that. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So next hole I par at birdie 17 and 18, you can kind of hit it out to the right, or you can kind of hit driver up the left. And I hit just a perfect tee shot. I had a little flip wedge in and, um, the fairways weren't cut exactly short. So, I effectively hit like a lob wedge and ended up going like 110 yards over the green <laughs> out of bounds, like flew out of bounds. It it flew like 110 yards. I'm trying to hit this thing like 80. That's nuts. And I hit it and it felt great. And then I was, I was like, Oh God, get, get down. Thing, thing is hot. And it, and it went out of bounds and I ended up losing by one. And, uh, you know, there's like a barbecue afterwards and it was a decent amount of pro shop money, but I, I just wanted to get out of there, and my dad's like, "Just sit down and eat your burger. The chili's fantastic. Go get a brownie." <laughs> He's uh, like, "This will be a good thing for you in the long run." But that was that was because I, I I'd never played the courses before. I was at that point I was just trying to play in many amateur tournaments I could, and I think that was probably when I was. I want to guess that's when I was like 16, maybe. I think that's exactly what it was. He, 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 yeah. if, if you listen to the podcast, he knew exactly what tournament it was. He knew exactly what golf course. He knew the hole. He had it all just locked down. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, man. Uh, and the thing is, like, I actually kind of forgot about it because I recorded that podcast at the beginning of February and then just kind of yeah. had it like stashed away for a... Uh, for a week where I, you know, had stuff going on, we didn't get a chance to get together, and uh, yeah. I re-listened to it as I was like editing it last week, and uh, I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta make sure I talked about about this one." That uh, that seat, unlike you, I was never in a position to win a tournament coming down the stretch yeah. anyway, so I, I never had to deal with stuff like that. Where uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the, the Lake the Lake County Junior Amateur, I, I think. No, was, this was the this was the this wasn't the junior. This was the amateur. Oh, this was the amateur. Oh my this god, was, that's right. As an amateur, it was this you, was not were, this was not a junior tournament because you, you got pro junior. shop credit. Yeah, you were yeah. a junior, but it was yeah. Oh, wow. Oh man. Yeah, that's uh. Whew. I was like, is I, that? Is I gotta that, listen to the podcast and you, see how he remember, remembers it. Oh yeah, was that? Uh, would you say that is one of your toughest beats in your uh, pr- competitive career? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, combined with the the putt hopping out of the hole, mm-hmm. uh, yeah that 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 one definitely stands out in my mind because <laughs> I I grind. I played great that turn. I sh- I, I had that thing won. Um, that was just a uh, hey golf's a weird game. I learned from it. I definitely learned from it. Man, that is. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was great. So, all right. Anyway, Boat, um, as I said, man, at the, at the top of this podcast, we got, you know, um, don't have a whole lot of stuff to cover today. So we're we're, cu- we're kind of starting to wrap things up. But I have actually been fascinated and, I, and I've loved 
you know, as always, if anybody's out there um, and, and, and they're willing to be brave enough to, you know, request to be, you know, Boat's friend, um, <laughs> it, 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 your social your social media game during the, uh, the the pandemic has been absolutely on point. I mean, trying the, to do my part, the, uh, trying to do my you, part. You are yeah, living I mean, up, yeah, you are living up to your reputation as the man who lives the life of a blogger. It's uh, I saw uh, someone started posting like top tens. I was like, all right, I'll post it. I'll post the top 10 on the, the courses that I played. And, uh, our friend Patrick Berta really doesn't think highly of spyglass. Uh, next time I see him in person, I might give him a shoulder shrug, but, um, now I, um, I got a quick question for you. Is Pat, uh, do what, what I know, Pat, is he, is he from the Valley or is he a, a Santa Rosa guy? No, no, no. He's, uh, he's a Modesto guy. Del Rio guy. Got it. Okay. Perfect. I actually, uh, <laughs> I've actually seen him. Uh, he, he's very active in one of the, uh, uh, online, I don't want to say chat rooms because it sounds like really seedy and kind of sex filled. What? But uh, the no laying up um, kind of uh, website, they have like kind of just a thing, and he is very, very active. But it said that I, I know him. You know, he says he knows Jesse. I was like, I I've seen that name a hundred times, but I've no, I don't think I know who that guy is. But yeah, he's sh- Patty, shout out to you, Pat. Pat I, don't, I don't know you, Patty Golf out. Shots on Instagram. Uh, family friends known Pat a long time. He played nice. at uh, Stanislaus, and uh, his dad is maybe one of the best senior players ever, uh, amateur wise. Um, like that. So yeah, no. Google Jeff Berta. Um, Pat is no slouch, but he doesn't hold a candle to his dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, okay. So I I have been looking at your top ten list, and first of all, phenomenal list. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal list. I, I would very say fortunate. Your um your your top two golf courses that you've played in your life are two. I think of the four top golf courses on my worldwide bucket list is, yeah, is, is what you have. and i think your number two i would actually go so far as to say is my the number one course on my worldwide bucket list door knock on yeah it's a special place it's uh that is probably the course i've been wanting to play more than any other um really for the last couple of years i mean royal county down i guess would be right there yeah, as well but that's um, a i mean those those two are unbelievable i did an 11 through 20 i've already got written down at 21 through 30 it's just hey it's good for me you know, just to no, it's it's very good. Go Actually, back and remember these things, and put my mind to it, keep the keep the keep the brain working. So and uh, I, yeah. I don't know about you, boat, but I actually I have you know I, I did a thing about a year and a half ago. Uh, and shout out to my boy Tyler Sterner here because he did it first, and he you know suggested it to Chico. me. Chico, I, I have been trying to write down. I, I want to have a list of every golf course I've ever played, just so I can kind of know what that number is like. And Oof. sadly, I'm actually a little ashamed that my number's not bigger. Now, granted. If I got to count a new course for every hundred times I played Benna Valley, then it would be a lot more. It's yeah. it goes for like I've I've just played Bodega and Benna Valley so many times in my yeah. life that it it just the actual number of courses that I've played isn't nearly what I would. I have guess it probably it, it wouldn't be that hard if you just went state by state and did it that way. Well, you know what I mean? There is like a, if you're if you're looking at a map, there's an absolutely incredible resource out there called Golf Guide Magazine. And uh, if it when if and when the the world opens back up, boat and you pick one up, you could just go through state by state, put a little check mark next to all the ones that you've played, and then just count yep. them up afterwards. It's a great be a great way to do that. Easy, um, easy peasy. And it, honestly, man, this is it's a really fun exercise to go through because then I, I listed all the ones that I played, and then I tried to kind of in order sort of list the top fifty, like rank my top fifty. Mm-hmm. And it's and I'm not gonna lie, man, it's a dynamic list because. I'll look at it one day, and then, you know, it, for me, it's not the courses that, you know, I think are the best. They're just my personal favorites. Like, well, the ones that oh, yeah. I, you know, if I had a choice between going back to play one round at this course or this course, 
which one would I want to go replay first? And that, that goes above the other one. So that, that, that's how I did mine. But that's your, smart. Your list is sensational. Uh, and I wanted to know, since you've got 21 through 30 down, since we're, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'll all, leak it. I'll, I'll leak it if you want. Well, I, I, first of all, I want, I want you to share with the people just your top 10 worldwide. But then I'm hoping what you could do is if, I, I don't know if there's, if there's five or 10 in there, but I kind of wanted to see what, what are your top five or your top 10 Northern California golf courses? Because a guy like yourself, who's been in the golf scene as long as you have, I mean, you, I can't imagine there's that many golf courses in Northern California that you haven't played. Yeah, I still haven't played a lot of them, but uh, but, there's so many. Any uh, any golf course really worth its salt, I I would imagine that you've, there's a chance that you've been out there. So I want to know, on top of what your top ten is worldwide, I want to see if you can give us like a top five Northern California list. I I know that number three or four on your your list is a Northern California track. Uh, Yeah, so I got... um, you, do you want me to read off my one through ten that I've played let, for let, the listeners? Let, let me read off. Yeah, no, I would like you to read off your uh, your top ten courses that you have played to this point in the world. Go, right. go ahead, and hit me. So one uh, counting down, two is Doorknock, three Kings Barns, mm-hmm. four Pebble Beach, five European Club, six Newsty, seven Old Course, eight Sharon, nine Spyglass Hill. 10 Macrahanish. I want to talk, uh, touch on eight real quick. Uh, not a lot of people will even be able to find uh, Sharon Golf Club on the interweb if they go to that uh, Google website. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a male only, extremely private golf course uh, just outside of Akron, Ohio. That is um, hard to explain. It's hard to put into words. Hmm. Uh, there's no tea times. Uh, their food and beverage service is a. Um, is a buffet in short order from 11 to four. Uh, the alcohol is on the honor system. You write down your member number and what you took. Um, if you go to the first, uh, tea at the same time as another group, literally just uh, go Rochambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, maple tree line fairways bent everything, uh, natural waterfalls and lakes and creeks. Um, I had some pictures on my old phone, um, boy, I'm not trying to dig those up, but just this an absolute amazing. Uh, I mean, my, my cousin's, uh, husband was an assistant pro there for a while. And, um, it's where they, uh, it's where Costas and McCord gave lessons to, uh, Costner, uh, during the world uh, series of golf, That's uh, when it was at Firestone That's and, incredible. um, yeah, just cause they knew they could, there's no gate Kyle, it, like the parking lot. It's like a, there's like 40 slots in the parking lot. Like there's this really small sign, kind of like the SF club sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, uh, that's the only place they go without being hounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, if you're ever in Ohio and you get the opportunity to play Sharon golf club to all my listeners, drop whatever you're doing and jump at the opportunity. I like that. Um, if it's better than spyglass and Macarena, it's gotta be damn fucking good. It's um, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, Condition wise, I, I don't think I've played any. Maybe MPCC. Um, wow. Uh, but it's just unbelievable. It was a uh, God. It was a great day. Great day. I got to tell you, man. That so your top ten worldwide uh, is a first of all a phenomenal list. I, I would venture a guess that what at least four four of those is going to be four or five of those is going to be an. It, so top five you want to go top five northern california yeah well i was gonna say there there are four or five on your top 10 list that 
there's guys out there that have you know that pride themselves on being oh, I played uh, the top hundred golf courses on this yeah. list and this list and the and the guys that are basically just doing it to get a little notch in the belt so they can they can share it on social media you know guys like you and I we you know we just play for the pleasure of the game boat you know we're you know absolutely I mean, n- n- normally under it, under normal circumstances we wouldn't be so braggadocious you know in, in, no. in, in showcasing but I mean hey. This is a time for lists, you know. We got no sports. Exactly. <laughs> List making is all we got right now, so we're yep. we're gonna jump right in. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, between County Down, Dornick, Pebble, the old course. I mean, those are like four of the top ten courses rated in the world by every publication out there. Uh, anyway, that's super crazy. spoiled. I mean, yeah, super it's awesome. spoiled. It's awesome. Been man. able. To... Thanks, Uncle Jay. <laughs> it's absolutely awesome, and, and also your top ten heavily, heavily uh, Scottish leaning. But to be oh, fair, yeah. that's where. A lot of the best golf in the world is so I, I I'm right there with you, man. My, but my, yep. my the lit my the amount of Scottish courses at the top of my list compared to everything else is uh, exactly as yours is. It is is heavily heavily Scottish influenced. But boat, allow me to distract you no more. Let's let, let's see. Do you have a, like a top five or even a top ten Northern California so, courses for us? Yeah, uh, one Pebble Beach, mm-hmm. two Spyglass, mm-hmm. uh, three Paso Tiempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, four is going to be, uh, Mayakama. Oh yeah. Five is a place uh, just on top of the hill in Del Mar called the Santa Luz club, Reese Jones design. That is, um, I might've talked about it before we played the San Diego hosted, Wait, uh, Del Mar. That sounds like Southern California to me, boat. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Woo! I was going to California. Although Santa Luz club, it does sound pretty nice. Yeah. And then, um, MPCC shore, Martis, Spanish Bay, uh, metal club. Ooh, I love it. I'm a little. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised, but yeah, I got uh, I got Meadow Club a little higher on my Northern California list. But I, one thing I will say, Boat, is I love your list because the majority of that list is public, and that is yeah. awesome, absolutely awesome. Public or a phone call away, right? You know what I mean, right? So yeah, that's a that's a damn good list. I, admittedly, I had you know I'm such an Alistair McKenzie fanboy that uh, I, I had Meadow Club a little higher on my list, but. Uh, that, I think I would happily play any one of those golf courses every day for the rest of my life. Spoiled. Uh, although, I, this has been brought up on this podcast before, Boat, and I think, can, can I make a request of you without sure. without you knowing beforehand what I'm going to ask? Sure. Will you join me when I finally get to go play Spyglass for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like you, you are about as big of a Spyglass advocate as anybody that I know, and I feel like you, you I, I need to be in your presence once this blows over, my buddy uh, Art Hoffman is a Dukes Club member. We'll go down and play. Beautiful, beautiful. Yep. Ab- absolutely love it. Okay, I love it, man. Um, let's see here. A- any other? Uh, not, I guess what? What are some other your, your top courses on the West Coast that maybe not necessarily uh, uh, Northern California? You mentioned the Santa Luz Club, which I had never heard of, so it must be pretty. The awesome. Santa Luz Club is unbelievable. Um, same uh, clubhouse design as my comma. Um, first time I played it. The conditions were so good. I didn't even know that the greens were Bermuda. <laughs> they, it was such a relatively new golf course, and they were cut so short and so firm. Uh, head coach Mike Wider from UC San Diego comes up. He goes, hey, you know these are Bermuda, right? And I'm like, shut up, Mike. I'm like, no way. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, whoa. That sounds real nice. I, it's special. <laughs> Wait, it's not bad? It's ber- Oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Special. God, that sounds amazing. Um, now, Boat, my question to you is, I know it has not been published on the interwebs yet, so, you know, I- I'm wondering if I can, you know, get an exclusive 
here on the Golf Guide podcast. Where are are you willing to share the first, you know, two or three courses from uh, twenty one through thirty of your list? Uh, yeah. I mean, Woo-hoo! for those, uh, I'll, I'll wow. run through eleven through twenty real yeah, quick. Yeah, please. Okay, please. Uh, new course, Pasatiempo. Congress Lake is a Donald Ross uh, extremely private club just outside of Akron, where my grandpa was a member. Okay. Um, it's one of Ben Curtis's. Well, it is his favorite course. I like so that, that goes. Uh, and there's a lot of courses in, in the Akron area. Ben uh, Curtis, historically underrated. Not yes. does not get enough of its due. So, uh, and then Berkeley Hall North, just outside of Hilton Head. Um, David Thomas's dad was a member at this place in Bristol, Virginia. They've hosted a U.S. Senior Am called the Virginian. Um, Fazio Designs, Zoysia Fairways, where the ball just sits up like it's sitting on a pillow. Um, Crosswater. Bend. I like uh, that. Royal Dublin. Uh, and then I went Mayacama, Santa Luz, and Berkeley Hall South. Um, you know what? Let's tr- let's treat the listeners, Kyle. I'm going to give you 21 through 30. Bam. Let's do um, it. Wico Pasaguaro, mm. Chichesi Creek Club, just outside of uh, Hilton Head in Okatee, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google it. Um, MPCC Shore, Martis, Spanish Bay, uh, Jubilee, Cruden Bay, which was my, we've talked about it, my least favorite course in, uh, in Scotland. Which is funny but because I, I feel like so many people that talk about so it, A lot of people love Cruden Bay. I mean, you know me, you know I'm a big Alan Shipnuck fan. Yeah. I mean, you know, almost, I mean, I, I put Adam Shipnuck up on that same pedestal as my boy Jeff. So, I mean, it, it, I, this, this is high praise. The, it, the he, back nine is special. Well, dude, he has Cruden Bay as his favorite golf course in the entire world. Yeah, it's. I mean, for some for some people, I could see it. Okay, it was my worst score over there, so I, I spitefully don't that, have it higher. That, that um, makes, okay, yep, that's exactly what I would. A couple do. of blind tee shots that were hard playing for the first time, and we only played it once. Um, okay. right, and then after Cruden Bay, I got TPC Scottsdale, uh, an absolute Arnold. I think this is probably one of Arnold Palmer's best designs. If you ever get the chance and you're in South Dakota, go play Dakota Dunes. It's private, but if you know someone in the area, someone could get you on um, right on the Missouri River. Fantastic golf course. I haven't found myself in South Dakota very much, but now now I have something to look forward to when I do. Oh, yes. And there's good golf. Really good golf. Uh, right there, Omaha. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, and then rounding out, Meadow Club, 30 spot. God, that's great. 30 rack. God, that is fantastic. Yeah, metal. Um, whew, that's a, that's a, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I don't feel any different about your 21 through 30 as I did the first 20 in that I, I think I'd happily play most of those golf courses every day. Spoiled, I'm a spoiled brat, Kyle. God, see, and I'm not going to lie, and I do like how there is a good mix of public golf in there as well because I, I can't lie to you, brother. I, I, I'm looking at my list right now of all my favorite courses, and I, I really hate how much private golf is at the top. It kind of it kind of bums me out that I wish there was more good public golf at the top of my list because a lot of those public courses you uh, you mentioned I you know some of them I haven't had a chance to play before which is which about I me. I just because of the history and we might have talked the new course is almost I mean the new course is fantastic the new course and the Jubilee are phenomenal they are I, I have had a chance to play, golf play them all, and they're amazing absolutely fantastic if it weren't for the history of the old course yeah. you know i i think the new and the jubilee are on the same pedestal in terms of the amount of fun it is to play um but there there is something special about the old course that just kind of yeah. um man that's crazy did i don't know 
without being a dickhead? I, again, I, I feel kind of bad because I don't want to be a, a braggadocious guy. I'm trying to think. Should, do I want to go through my, my top five NorCal? You got to do it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do this pretty quickly. I'll, I'll see. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I got five right here. and I might extend it to six. Uh, or I see seven, eight, nine. All right. I, I'm going to give you my top ten Northern California golf courses because that's where I've played the majority of my golf. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've just, just been very, very lucky. Very lucky. So uh, my top ten in Northern California, Boat, tell me if you have any, any, any gripes with this. In order, Cypress Point 1, Pebble Beach 2, Pasatiempo 3, Meadow Club 4, San Francisco Golf Club 5, Cal Club 6, Mayakama 7, Stanford 8, Monterey Peninsula Short Course 9, and then you ready for this? Number 10, Northwood Golf Club. <laughs> Boy, Stanford really threw me for a loop. I well, I say that's easy. I actually have not played Stanford since they redid it, but I remember, you know, it's probably been it's been over a decade since I played Stanford last, but I fell in love with that golf course uh for the couple times Good I got to play it. I but I wonder I wonder knowing what I know now if I would have it as high as uh, as I did at that at one point. I'm not sure. Guess we'll have to find out. I guess we'll have to. The, the next uh, Northern California ones on my list were Spanish Bay, Corral de Tierra, uh, down kind of mm-hmm. near there. Um, yep. Sonoma Golf Club, uh, Green Hills down in uh, Green Hills Del is Bray. a treat. Uh, unlike a lot of other people, I love Del Monte. <laughs> I think I, think I Del love Monte, Del Monte too. I think Del Monte is a crazy fun golf course. So I, I have that, I have that on my list as well. Etna Springs, you know, rest in peace. Hopefully it comes back. I love mm-hmm. uh, Lake Merced, Cordoval, uh, Quail Lodge, down in Monterey, Silverado, Berkeley Country Club. That's that's kind of my list going down. Pretty you know, solid list. I mean, there's a lot of good golf in Northern California, Boat. Stout. And there's still so much that I haven't played yet. That's the crazy part. Stout. A lot of work Ooh. to do yet, Kyle. Well, I, I guess what I want to know is when I do finally get to play Spyglass, where, yes. where, where am I going to put it on that list, Boat? Uh, high. Yeah, I think you might like it better than Pasa. Really? Oh. It's good. You can go. You, you can you can probably bunch those ones together. Okay, because I Pasa Tiempo is in my top ten. Period. Yeah, like, the, the, you're gonna Kyle. There's some Daryls, and I'll name him because he's an absolute Daryl. His name is Spencer Holsey. He was the best friend of my college roommate. Uh, thinks he knows a ton about sports, and he absolutely shot down my Spyglass ranking. Um. So if you're listening, Spencer, you're a complete Daryl. Um, Spyglass is so special, Carl. You're going to love it. You're oh, going to love it. Go. Oh, Boat, I'm really excited for later this year when you and I get out to go play Spyglass, man. It is going to be Can't really, wait. really fun. In fact, we'll make a little, uh, we'll make a full weekend out of it. We'll, we'll do Spyglass, and then I think we could probably go out and play Spanish Bay as well because uh, uh, a good friend of mine is, is the super out there as well. So hopefully they can uh, get us a tea time and we'll get rocking and rolling. We'll go see old Jeff Pace in the pro shop. Ooh, I love it. Um, absolutely. Absolutely love it. Well, Boat, I got to tell you, man, I, I had no idea if this podcast was going to be 15 minutes or a half an hour, and we're, we're, we're just shy of an hour right now, brother. Look look at us. We're, we're content machines. <laughs> Thunder buddies for life, Kyle. Thunder buddies for life. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, I got to tell you, I, I think we're, um, we, we might have to come up with a, kind of a, a little, I don't want to say a shtick, but um, one thing I actually had thrown out to my buddy Andy, who I did uh the banner dunes recap with um last week that uh i, I want to do one with him and then 
actually, I'm going to throw the same thing out to you. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Is I kind of want to do a rewatchables, and this is obviously a blatant ripoff of Bill Simmons' uh, movie yeah. podcast. But um, I, I want us to pick like a really old golf tournament, go and rewatch it, and then report on it as if it just happened with all okay. the, with everything. And I don't know off the top of your head, do you have any contenders? But when I was talking with Andy, I've got some in the DVR still. Well, when I was talking with Andy. You know, he was talking about he was watching one of the old Shell Wonderful Worlds of Golf that was at Pine Valley love in the those. 70s. Love those. Would love to do one or two of those. Uh, obviously, all the Masters final rounds are on YouTube, except for last year we could pick pretty much any Masters tournament we want. Um, so I, I, I'm just throwing it out there for you. So over the next day or two, I want you to, to marinate on that. And then when you think of one, let me know. We'll both watch it and take some notes, and then maybe we'll come back next week and we'll bang out a, a – a sports, uh, a sports rewatchables, a golf rewatchables. Got plenty of time. I think I could squeeze it in my schedule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, anybody listening to this, if there's one that uh, that you have in mind um, that you you want Boat and I to consider doing, uh, please let us know. You can find Boat on social media at Handshakes and Birdies. You can find me uh, on Golf Guide on uh, Instagram, the Twitters, the whole the whole shebangabang. So l- l- let us know if you got one that uh, that you want us to hit because that would be that'd be a lot of fun. I. I don't know about you, but other than rewatching a lot of old Masters tournaments, I'm watching everybody crumble around Tiger in the 2002 Masters right now. Uh, I've been rewatching the entire 2010 Giants playoff run as well. I'm oh at, yeah, it's been great. I'm at Game Five of the NLCS right now, and it is been great. phenomenal. Yep. And uh, if you see me on if you see me on Summerfield getting my grind on Summerfield, Steve, I I, uh, I accept honks. <laughs> no more handshakes, just honks. Just honks. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Bo, thank thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. Uh, do you have any other anything else you would want to no, uh, communicate to our, our lovely listeners before we put the, put a wrap on this thing? Stay uh, stay positive, stay safe, Spencer. If you're listening, go fly a kite. Um, <laughs> we're good. I uh, love it. Absolutely love it. All right, but well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time, brother. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again next week. Let's rock and roll. Sounds good, buddy. All right, thanks, Bo. Later, later, man. We'll be right back.